The more money you spend on a project, the more concerned you are about how well that project is done. Dr. Tony Evans says the same principle holds true in the spiritual realm. And when it comes to your and my salvation, Jesus paid top dollar. This is The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans, author, speaker, senior pastor of Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas, and president of The Urban Alternative. It's been famously said that with great privilege comes great responsibility. Dr. Evans says that's certainly true with the greatest privilege of all, the privilege of having accepted the free gift of salvation and being a part of God's family. Let's join him today as he takes a look at the responsibility of judgment. If you have money in the bank, if you are invested in the stock market, if you have invested in a business or you own real estate, then you are concerned about the appreciation of your assets. You're concerned about your yield. You want your investment to grow. When the stock market starts going down, you become concerned because you know that your investment is losing value. That bothers you. On the other hand, you're elated when you see the market going up, which means that you're gaining rather than staying static or losing. All of us want what we invest to grow. We do not want what we invest to lose or be wasted. And neither does God. Jesus tells a parable in Luke 19. A parable is an earthly story designed to communicate a heavenly truth. The story is told of a nobleman who goes on a trip. We're told that they thought the kingdom was going to come immediately, that Jesus was going to rule from the earth immediately. But Jesus, knowing about the rejection, It says that the citizens hated him, knowing that he would be rejected and crucified, knew that there would be a gap between when he died, rose, and ascended, and when he returned, a gap of time. Since there would be a gap of time and the kingdom would not be established immediately because of the rejection, crucifixion, and denial, he says, I want my servants during this gap of time, to accept the responsibility of maximizing my gifting to them and my usefulness of them until I return. So Jesus Christ says a nobleman went on a journey. In other words, Jesus was going to leave, go back to heaven. It says he got 10 of his servants, his slaves, and he gave them each 10 minutes. Now, that's a body of money. And he said to them, do business till I come. Now, he made it clear to them, this is not your money. But I'm going to hand it to you to use. And when I come back, I want to see what you built from it, how you developed it, how you expanded it. I want to see how my gift to you was used by you For me, this is called stewardship in the Bible. Let me explain something. You own nothing. 
And you get to use a lot, but you own nothing. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, and all they that dwell in it. He claims solo ownership. That nobody owns anything in the, in the ultimate sense of the word, you and I and we are not owners. We are visitors. Do you ever have anybody at home who think they own your house? I mean, they acting like they pay the bills here. They acting like they own it. And, you're, and you, have to, you, you have to help them not get it twisted. You are a visitor. Some of your kids are visitors. You don't own. There are three things we all have. Time. We have time. We just don't have the same amount of it. Some are going to live to be 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 or 90 or 100. We all have time. We just don't have the same amount. Talent. Everybody's got a skill set. The Bible says to each one has been given a gifting, a, a capacity to serve the king in his kingdom. Everybody has a talent. Everybody just doesn't have the same talent. Nor does everyone have the same amount of a similar talent. In sports, some people can run faster than other people, although all can run. We don't have the same cognitive capacity, although we have cognitive capacity. So we have all have time and we have talent. The third thing we all have is treasure. A scope of resources that God has made available to us to use. So in Luke, when he walks us through it, he says they all got the same. Matthew says, but they didn't get the same amount. Why didn't they get the same amount in Matthew? Because he says it was given according to their ability. In other words, God would only give them what he wanted them to handle. So in Luke... Chapter 19, the nobleman goes away and he says, I want you to do business till I come back. Verse 15, when he returned after receiving a kingdom, it says he ordered that these slaves to whom he had given the money be called to him so that he might know what business they had done the judgment seat of Christ. This is when every believer will be called to stand before the Lord to talk about his business affairs with his stuff. Time, talents, treasures. The question on the floor is, with the stuff I gave you, with the time I allotted to you, with the talents that I loaned you, with the treasures that I entrusted to you, show me what you got. Well, the first guy appears. Master, your minna has made 10 minas more. I invested what you gave me for your benefit because it was yours. Remember, he says, your minna, it was yours. So I utilized it for your benefit and I doubled the effect of what you gave me. 
He said to him, verse 17, well done, good slave. Because you have been faithful in a very little thing, you will be in authority over 10 cities. Verse 18, the second one came saying, your master has made five minutes. You gave me 10 and I I did 50% increase with the use of my time, my talents, and my treasures. And he said to him also, and you are to be over five cities. Well, wait a minute now. He gave the first one 10. He doubled it. He made 10. Well done, 10 cities. The second one, five cities, but no well done. Oh, but now we come to the next guy. Another came, verse 20, saying, Master, here is your minute, which I kept put away in a handkerchief. Because I was scared. Verse 21, I was afraid of you because you are an exacting man. You take up what you did not lay down. You reap what you did not sow. He said, look, you're a hard person to work for. You just have these high standards. And I was scared that I couldn't meet your standards. So rather than risk losing your minute. I was too scared. I put it in a handkerchief. He says, then why did you not put my money in the bank? And having come, I would have collected it with interest. So the question is, why wouldn't he at least go to the bank? He's saying, now, now look, I am not about to spend a lot of my time I am not about to spend a lot of my talent. I am not about to spend a lot of my treasure on this kingdom stuff. I'm going to heaven when I die. That's good enough for me. I ain't doing all that. So if he comes back, I'm not worse off. And if he don't come back, I got a little something I can keep. And I ain't got broke out no sweat, have to deal with no church, have to serve in no ministry, have to give no tithes. I don't have to do none of that. I'm just going to hang out here and I'm just going to work this thing to my convenience. You worthless trifling servant. Dr. Evans will come back with some more background for us in just a moment. Right now, though, he's here with a special holiday greeting. Dr. Evans? Well, it's Thanksgiving Day. That probably means you're eating some turkey, some dressing, and probably maybe even overeating because, you know, desserts come with it. I do trust that you're having a great time with family and friends as you enjoy the holiday and as you give thanks together. This is Tony Evans with The Urban Alternative, and and I'm going to try to have a good dinner like you and be thankful with my family as well. God bless you, and have a blessed Thanksgiving Day. And that goes for all of us here at The Alternative. Well, Dr. Evans has been teaching today from his brand new series on the judgment seat of Christ. This in-depth eight-part collection explores what the Bible has to say about the coming day of accountability and will help you to live life differently with a deeper passion and commitment to the things of God. 
as you anticipate the rewards that come with a life aligned with Christ. Right now, we're offering all eight full-length messages in this series on CD or digital download as our gift when you support the ministry of The Urban Alternative. Along with the complete audio package, we'll also send you Tony's insightful booklet, Winning Your Spiritual Battles. This quick read will offer you hope as it helps you identify areas of spiritual weakness and prepares you to stand firm against the devil's attacks on your life. So visit us today at TonyEvans.org or call us at 1-800-800-3222 to make the arrangements. I'll repeat that information later on. In the meantime, stay with us. Dr. Evans will return with more of today's message right after this. Are you hungry for more of God, more of His truth, more of His power, and more of His wisdom applied in your life? Then you need to connect with the community of passionate believers who are growing in God's Word through the Tony Evans Training Center. With exclusive video and audio teaching from Dr. Tony Evans, this interactive online study experience allows you to explore theology, biblical history, and real-life application of the kingdom agenda anytime, anywhere. Visit TonyEvansTraining.org to get started today. That's TonyEvansTraining.org. Most of us have seen the original version of Lilies of the Field with Sidney Poitier. See, boy, he's building this, he's building this chapel for these nuns. And there's this businessman. And he wants the businessman to help out, you know, to get this thing funded and get this little chapel built. And one day Sidney Poitier comes out there, because the guy, the business guy really wasn't interested, but after a while they got it going. And the guy is working on the chapel. And Sidney Poitier said, Well, you, you don't even believe in God. Why are you out here working? And the businessman said, just in case. (laughs) Just in case there's a God. I want a little something. God's got a lot of just in case Christians. (laughs) See, this this third guy, he he was on his own agenda. He had his own program. Verse 24. Then he said to the bystanders, take the minute away from him and give it to the one who has the 10 minutes. How would you feel if you went to the bank and they told you, well, your money, we just gave it to your money in your account, your account empty, empty. We gave it to your neighbor. You wouldn't like that, would you? That, that would affect you. We just took your money out of your account and gave it to your neighbor. That's exactly what Jesus says. We took what we gave you and we gave it to your neighbor. We gave it to the one who was all in. And so even the little you thought you have, you don't have. Because you didn't care. You didn't care. You didn't care about me. You didn't care about my gift. You didn't care about my sacrifice. You didn't care about what I've done for you. And that's when he says the summary statement in verse 26, I tell you that everyone who has more shall be given. But from the one who does not have nothing to show, even what he does have shall be taken away. He's not talking about eternal life. You can't lose eternal life. Eternal life is eternal. It's forever. He's talking about the reward that comes at the judgment seat of Christ and the loss that will be felt by believers who have little or nothing to show. 
before the time that they were saved. They went through the motions. He went through the motions. He had the one minute there. It was hidden in a handkerchief, but he wasn't planning to do any business for God. He wasn't planning to do any business for the king. Look, the more money you spend on a project, the more concerned you are about how well that project is done. If you're spending a lot of money building a house, you don't want nobody to give you some cheap material and cutting corners. Because if you're paying that much money, you want the excellence to reflect what you are building. You don't want a high price for cheap effort, a high price for cheap material. And when it comes to your and my salvation, Jesus paid top dollar. When it comes to you and I eternal life, he paid the ultimate price of dying on the cross to give us the gift of salvation. And he says, you're going to treat me cheap? Yes, I'm going to give it to you. I'm not going to take it away, but I'm sure going to evaluate how you viewed it and how you used it or how you ignored it. You know, when you have sand, on a beach, public beach, free sand. Free sand on a public beach. People just walk on it because it's free sand on a public beach. If you want sand for a playground, you got to go to Lowe's or Home Depot and you got to buy that. That's that same free sand on the beach. You buy sandpaper. That's that free sand and glue on paper. Free sand, glue, on paper, you got to buy that because of how you're using it. You go to Silicon Valley where they use sand and computer chips. That's some expensive sand. That's free sand from the beach that they put in the chip and now it's valuable. What's the difference from the beach sand to the computer chip? Usefulness. God says, why are you going to walk on my son and treat him as useless? Do you not value your Christian life, your salvation, your forgiveness, my presence? Do you not value me? So the challenge is to take whatever life we have left. And you're familiar with the phrase, only one life will soon be passed and only what's done for Christ will last. How am I using time and talent and treasures to advance his kingdom? Now, you say, but I have to, I got to live. I got to work. I got to do it. Absolutely. That's why the Bible says, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. He wants to be brought into all of life. He don't want to be Sunday. He don't want to be Sunday only. And don't fret if you see the useless, worthless Christians doing nothing and getting by while you giving God energy and effort and time and talent and treasure because that's coming a trading day. When he's going to reach over and he's going to grab from them and give it to you because he could trust you. And so you keep going. You keep fighting. You keep giving God your best. He's coming back. And since he's coming back, and since this thing is real, 
You say, Lord, when you get up in the morning, I want to give you this day. You show me how I can honor you this day in the natural things of life and in the special things of life because there's going to be a day of accounting at the judgment seat of Christ. Moses said in Psalm 9, he said, teach us to number our days. We don't know who the old people are here today. Some of us look old. (laughs) But we really don't know who the old people are. See, if you're 40 and you're only going to live to be 50, you're real old. But if you're 60 and going to live to be 100, you're still fairly young. But since nobody knows when they're going to die, we don't know who's old. So we we don't know who the old folks really are because nobody knows what the expiration date is to their lives. Since you don't know that, you really don't know you're old. You just may think you're young. So since you don't know when it's going to end, you can't afford to wait to giving God the life that you have so that when you stand there on that day, you hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, and look at what I got for you. If you want to one day hear God speak those words directly to you, Dr. Evans is here to tell you how it can all begin. I don't want to conclude our program without giving our listeners a clear opportunity to become a Christian. A lot of people can listen to Christian messages, but never have a personal relationship with the Christ who is the center of that message. So let me explain it very simply. You and I are sinners. We can't save ourselves. So God came up with a plan to provide salvation for us for free. He sent Jesus Christ, his son, to die on the cross as our substitute, validating his purpose by raising him from the dead. And so all you must do is come to Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and for the gift of eternal life. And he will give it away. He will give it to you if you come to Jesus for it, believing him to forgive your sins. Do that right now. God has already made provision through the death and resurrection of Christ. You just have to accept that provision personally. When you do, you are born again. You get to start life all over again. Why don't you respond right now by receiving Christ into your life? If you're ready to do that, take the time to visit TonyEvans.org and click on the link at the top of the homepage that simply says Jesus. Tony has more information there about becoming a follower of Christ as well as some free resources to help in your journey. Well, today's lesson is from Dr. Evans' new series called The Judgment Seat of Christ. It contains eight messages exploring the function of our faith and the rewards we can expect when we turn our hearts and minds toward what really matters. As I mentioned earlier, this collection is yours when you make a contribution to help us keep Tony's teaching on this station. And as an added bonus, for a limited time, We're including a copy of Dr. Evans' empowering and helpful booklet, Winning Your Spiritual Battles. Don't put it off. Visit us today at TonyEvans.org to get the details and to make your contribution and request. That's TonyEvans.org. 
or call our 24-hour resource center at 1-800-800-3222 and let one of our team members help you. That number again, 1-800-800-3222. When the Hubble telescope took flight, with its powerful lens, it allowed us to see things in space we had never seen before, to catch an entirely new perspective of the universe. Well, tomorrow, Dr. Evans will reveal how Scripture urges us to live in light of eternity, viewing our earthly life through the lens of our eternal life. I hope you'll join us. The Alternative with Dr. Tony Evans is brought to you by The Urban Alternative and is made possible by the generous contributions of listeners like you. 